A foot foul? Are you kidding me? You gonna call that a foot foul? All right, so it all comes down to this, folks. It is notched at 18. We got one bag left. He pulls back, fires, and it's good! Four in the hole, I think that's a slam. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of the Bago Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Williams. Bago is located in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where we host our annual state championship at Oaklawn Racing Casino and Resort. This year, we will host our 14th state championship featuring over $3,000 cash and prizes. In 14 years, we've gave away a lot of money, crowned many different champions, and most of all, we've played a lot of Bago. Our first ever championship was all the way back in 2007 on the campus of the University of Central Arkansas. And that's where episode three begins. In 2007, we were first introduced to Team Mohawk. So what was so special about them? Well, back then there were just kids from a small town with big dreams. I traveled around six hours round trip to capture this David and Goliath type story. Now let's hear from Clayton and Briar and Team Mohawk. All right, today we are in Pocahontas, Arkansas at the Moose Lodge for episode three of the Bagel Podcast. I'm sitting here with Clayton Huffstedler. Hey, Clayton, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Glad to have you. And Briar Ship. Very good. Very good. How are you, man? All right, good. Um, so let's start from the beginning. You guys kind of just burst onto the scene in 2007. Uh, nobody had ever really seen you, uh, didn't know anything about you. Of course, you guys were kids at the time. So... What's the when, If we go back to the beginning, when do you first remember playing Bagel for the first time? Uh, well, I think it was when I was 12 and Briar's a year older, so maybe 13. You know, our dads were good friends growing up and actually lived right across the street. So they, they were there, and we'd go visit them on the weekends, and we we got to know each other, and Briar and his dad brought up Bago and brought it over to us, and we, we started playing and just kind of haven't, haven't looked back since. Yeah, uh, I started... My grandparents was actually the first ones to get it that I know of, and they used to stomp me and at it and everything. I think I was like 11 when I actually first started playing. And then, uh, like I said, our, our dad is, or my dad kind of made it kind of big where to come into like tournament type stuff. And then I met him and we started playing. And that's how we got rolling. So you guys grew up together, obviously, right here in Pocahontas? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, the team name that you guys came out with was Team Mohawk. And obviously from that name, I would think that you guys look one way, but you don't. So where did that name come from? Uh, actually, uh, Clayton, at one point, he was just rocking a mohawk all summer long. Okay. Don't know why. <laughs> but then me and him wasn't at the time. I mean, we were just starting our friendship and everything. So then uh, when we, we partnered up, I said, I'll do one too. We'll go by Team Mohawk. Now we don't really wear them, but it's just <laughs> stuck ever since. Yeah. For, I mean, for me, that, that Mohawk come, I was playing a lot of summer baseball and baseball throughout the year, and I just, I did, it was a baseball 
bet kind of thing. And I, I had a mohawk, and then I'd go stay with my dad on the weekends and met with Briar, and we're, we had a first tournament coming up. And we're like, what's our team name going to be? And it's like, well, let's shave you a mohawk and just be team mohawk. So, <laughs> so, so your dad, uh, your your dad kind of got you involved. Yeah, uh, he got it as a wedding present. Wedding gift. Oh, that's nice. Then he called me one weekend. So I was going down there and uh, said, have you ever heard of bag on? I was like, yeah, I've been playing it for like three years, which wasn't competitive when I was playing it then. So then I uh, come down there and I figured out I was better than most of them. And so then they started the bag bash and everything started turning into actual, like, competitive stuff. So could you beat him? Oh, yeah. I can beat him right now, too. Well, when you were, when you were younger, yeah. though, you could. Yeah. Okay. He's All still right. one of the greatest, though. Shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you guys, you guys just kind of show up in 2007. Um, back then, uh, our our state championship was at the campus of the University of Central Arkansas in Conway, Arkansas, and you guys show up. And um, Clayton, how old were you? I won't say I was 13 at the time, because I remember we were there and we were arguing because my dad's girlfriend at the time she drove us down there, and Briar had his permit at the time and was able to drive. So I think I was 13. I was not old enough to even have a permit at the time. So, so I, mean, I was 14 or 15. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so you, you did not drive or you did drive? Was that no, I had a permit, but I didn't drive. Okay. Your parents brought you there and everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody trusted me. <laughs> <laughs> so so if I think about it like this, like I'm, I'd be, you know, let's, let's just say I'm a, a grown man out there and, and here comes these parents rolling up with their kids. I mean, obviously people had to have overlooked you guys, right? I mean, I would have if oh, I was. Easy. Yeah, easy. They, they absolutely did. We, we definitely, I remember some looks, especially then, you know, we'd been at Max and got invited to that tournament there at Conway and. I remember a lot of the teams, when they, when they call the team names out and we get up there next to the boards, we, we definitely got some looks. And so, some, some of those looks where they think it's going to be an easy game or something like that, but they, they soon they found out that, <laughs> that wasn't the case. But. Yeah, because uh, when they ran that tournament, they were playing skunks the whole way through. I think our first five games, we won on skunks, 11-0. Yeah. Nice. And then that's when we started getting, like, we were getting outside fans that, that day just for being kids. So that was not your – was that your second tournament? You guys had actually played at Max Prairie Wings prior to that, right? Right, yeah. And so that was your second tournament. Right. How did you do How did you do in your first one? Third. Third place? Third place, yeah. Do you um, – so we talked about people overlooking you. I mean, I, I guess, do you guys recall anyone, you know, joking that two kids were playing them? I mean, you guys are older now. You're in your 20s. I mean, could you imagine if you're playing a bagel tournament and two 13-year-olds roll up on you? Oh, yeah. Like, right now, I'd be like, oh, this ain't going to work. Right. There's no way they can beat us. But, no, I, did, I didn't hear a lot. I don't guess. It, it, it was kind of mixed. You know, you got you got that, that feeling that they, they knew we were younger and knew we were kids. But it was a little bit of, as soon as they watched us play at least once, it turned into kind of a support thing. It started from a, yeah. you know, they, they overlooked us. But once they, once they started seeing us playing, just everyone kind of jumped on board. I remember that tournament there at Conway, we had tons of support coming down the finals and final four of just people, just those kids out there, they wanted to see them win. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, like as far as playing against people, when you started the game, shook hands and all that, everybody was kind of like, oh yeah, this this is going to be easy. And they were smiling and everything. You get like halfway through it or 11-0 or whatever, then they started kind of trying to actually (laughs) act like grown men then. (laughs) It was a little too late, huh? So so you two guys, again, Young kids, you take out the competition at, at UCA, which was our first state tournament, 2007, and you win. You beat everybody there, and you win a thousand dollars. 
So, I mean, it's a lot of money anytime, but I'm sure for two kids, you guys probably had to feel like millionaires, right? Yeah. Do you remember what you did with the money? I do. That actually went... I was actually fortunate enough to be to be raised to have kind of <laughs> to have, have have you know be good with my money and budget and stuff, and I put it into a, a savings account, and actually that's what paid for most of my first vehicle when I turned sixteen. So. I thought you were about to say you still have it. <laughs> no, no, I wish no. Uh, no, me, I I think I blew it on like a subwoofer and a bike or something. Like <laughs> Did your parents take a cut for bringing you? No, no. Oh, that's pretty nice. No, yeah. no, my dad wasn't there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad kind of filled in. I think you went down there with us for that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got, uh, in our archives, we've got a picture of you guys sitting on one of the bago benches that we had. And you are sitting there with your parents. And it, it, it reminds me of basketball tournaments I used to play in. And my parents were there, you know, and they would take me. And, you know, you're just sitting there hanging out with your parents. So it's, it was kind of, it's kind of cool to see that because it's just something you just you don't ever really see. You know, I mean, it's it's usually uh, grown-ups at these tournaments. So that's what was, what initially made you guys so interesting. I think to people was it's like, I mean, who, what kids show up and just beat people? You know, like that. Right. Yeah. I know my dad and uh, his girlfriend at the time. They were they they got big into it with Briar's dad, and it was just they introduced us to it, and then me and him just got kind of took over, started playing all the time. But they, yeah, they they were all about us going to those tournaments, and even when they realized that. They weren't gonna win because we we were consistently at home better than them. They still just they saw how much we wanted to be there and we wanted to compete. So they were always yeah. supportive and getting us to those tournaments and making sure we we had our buy-in and all that and able to play. So <laughs> did you have to pay them back for the buy-in or no oh, no it was just like no. yeah no that's thing just just getting going on it you know because we started the the bash around home so everybody that was our competition and then uh so me and him was really good at that. And then we found the links to all these other tournaments or, you know, going to state or whatever. And we thought we'd go down there and get a shot. Thought we were going to get rocked, but kind of found out we were actually pretty good. Wasn't just being around home. But. So you mentioned the Bago Bash, and I was actually going to bring this up. Um, tell me about that. So who started that? Uh, my dad. Your Both dad started it? Yeah. And it's, is it here at the Moose Lodge? Is that right? Uh, well, it's it started out, we had a like family-owned river lot and everything. And then it kind of bumped up to the James Ranch. And it's kind of transitioned over here. There's been a lot of people help throw it and alternating. Now I basically do it, but it's it's kind of died out since it really got started. But yeah, it started out there on 11 Point River right on the banks of it, and we kept it yeah. there for, what, the first eight, nine years of it? Yeah. Eight yeah. years. You combine the river lot with James Ranch, yeah, right. for, for basically going, most of them. Going on year, I think last year we won it was year, was it the 12th annual last year? No, last year would have been 11th. 11th annual last then, year, so. But uh, it's just kind of transition. It's not that that it really died out. It's like a lot more, back in the day, a lot more people played it for like a party event mm-hmm. and everything. And now it's gotten competitive level where you had like, you know, 30 teams playing or whatever, and there was four or five you knew was going to be really good. And now it's gotten to where you don't get those teams anymore. So you might get 16 teams now, but every one of them Everybody's has got good. a shot of winning. Yeah. So. So how much do you guys play for? Uh, I think the what was the pass? Because we didn't. Uh, I think it was usually like forty a team. Forty, 40 a team. Yeah, and forty dollar buy. A few years ago, we did eighty. Yeah, we just because we knew the turnout. That's kind of where we're trying to get it back up to the numbers we were hoping for, and we knew we were going to have them, so we did eighty just to make that just be a little more enticing for that buyout and that payout for first. So how many years have you guys done that tournament? When did it start? It's, it's been it's been eleven total. This last one was eleven. 
11, and, and how many times have you guys won it? We've won it four times. Four times, yeah. I'd like to give a shout-out to Chad and Casey, too, because they, yeah. they dominated it. They should be going to state, which I'm calling you out right now to show up. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't hear much from them anymore, but they were they, – yeah, they were kind of our rivals in that tournament there for a while. But, yeah, I hate, I hate that we don't see them anymore. So, how many uh, how many game wars do you guys own? Do you know? <laughs> I got one, and it's not even mine. I got it off someone else. It's, I think it's my dad's actually left over there. And there well, uh, like a trophy board, the one we won last year. Okay. Did you yeah, don't play on that one? No. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I think I think I have three. Um, yeah, I don't I don't ever buy them. One was one we won at Max, second or third year we played in it. We got second or third one year and won those boards. I've replaced the screens in that one, and then uh, I've got our championship boards from last year, and then one other set of boards that I'm not sure where I got from. So I got I got three sets I think. You mentioned the uh, the screen replacement. That's one uh, unique thing about Bago is that you can interchange the look of it. Um, I brought you guys screens today for your games that you won last year. We've updated them, got your name on the trophy. That's one thing I get asked for from everybody that, that wins the tournament is they, they're asking, you know, can I get those screens? And um, So, anyway, I brought you guys those. Um, but then additionally, I was going to tell you guys, I, uh, Briar, I know you're a huge Chiefs fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. You're Broncos? Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, off the Broncos, so same okay. division. Yeah. I don't want a fist fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now, actually, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we formed a partnership with a company called Victory Tailgate, and you can actually get NFL, MLB, uh, all officially licensed uh, screens, bags, games, and stuff like that. Uh, it's on their website, but you can find it through our website. But, uh, you know, you could always get yourself some uh, Chiefs uh, Chiefs screens and some, some uh, Broncos screens. Pretty cool. Yes. But uh, so do you go to Chiefs games? No, actually, die hard. Love watching them. Don't miss a game ever. And I've never been terribly never been. steady. Okay. Never. Yeah, I've been never. to one Broncos game, which was I guess the year before last for my birthday. They were playing on my birthday in November, and we flew out to flew out to Denver to see a game. Oh, nice. So. Pretty sure they lost. <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> you see uh, a lot of people tailgating. You see Bagel out there at Cornhole. Uh, yeah. I actually walked around just to kind of check stuff out, and uh, did find. I think one bago set. There's a couple couple cornhole. It's a little you know a little more popular, but there was one bago set. And I, I went up to them, you know, trying to play. And I think I played a few games with them. They they didn't want to play for any money, unfortunately. But you know, I, I think I ruined that by throwing before I asked them if they want to play for money. So. <laughs> do you guys uh, do you guys take bago with you go? Like if you go places, do you take it with you? Yeah. 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 Usually. What uh what kind of places uh what's the you guys got any crazy places you've ever taken it? That's one of the great things about it is it's portable, so you can take it just about anywhere. Uh, not, I don't guess crazy place. I mean, I've pipeline stuff for a long time, so, I mean, I take it where I've been to Pennsylvania with it. I mean, West Texas, I mean, Virginia, all over the yeah. place. But usually usually you get cornhole players. People want to come play because they're really good at cornhole, and then, <laughs> then they don't don't do very good. Yeah, that goes. It's, it's definitely different. It plays different, and uh, I've, I've seen that some. You know, you take it some around, and um, I've, I've had mine at the beach before, and somebody's, oh, I'm a big cornhole player, and they come yeah. over, and they they don't really understand it. That it plays a little bit different. It does, and that like I've taken it a lot of places, like said, the beach, and I've been to the lake, river, had it around. I've even like I was saying earlier, I've even taken it into some bars there around the Dallas area. That you know they might have a corn cornhole board set up, but I don't want to wait to play these people and I just want to take the bag up there so I'll set it up right next to them and you know a lot of people that play cornhole they're like oh yeah I want to play and they, don't, they, don't, they just don't realize how different of a game it is as far mm -hmm. as the gameplay and how you play you know I tell them it's the same game but it's 
you know, it, it, it's, it's, not. It's, it's a little it's a little different when you get when you get to play in it, you know. So do your uh, do your wives or girlfriends play? Uh, no. 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 Well, I mean, his does. Mine yeah. won't. My girl. She's pretty good, but she's scared to play it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend actually started playing. You know, there's something, like I was saying, you know, people up north tend to call it bags, and she's actually from Illinois, so she uh, she she used to always call it bags, which was in front of the courthole. But then once I got her playing bago, you know, <laughs> she, she, she was a little rough at it at first, you know, and I was like, this is hard. She just couldn't believe how hard it was, but after me and her playing and we didn't, we both moved to Texas around the same time, so didn't know a lot of people. So it was just me and her playing there for a while. So she just had to she, – she's very competitive and just got tired of losing. So she's naturally just gotten better. And I think just me and her playing, she's she's pretty competitive with it. Not bad. She ever beat you? Uh, I think she prides herself on you one night. not say yes. <laughs> she prides herself on one night. She says she beats me. She beat me. Um in just a regular game, I'm not. I don't recall the night, so that that would explain why. <laughs> do you uh, do you guys? Uh, we were talking about y'all shots for a minute. Do you do you know what, what holds you guys use? I don't know if you know the, the lingo or not, but do you know what kind of hold you use? No, I, I actually the the manual when I first ever seen it, I seen all the list of names, but mine. I, I just pinch mine and throw it high. That's, that's all I know. Yeah, I, I wad mine up, kind of mm-hmm. in a ball. A certain way I do it. I don't know if it's, you know, in the book or a certain called throw. I don't see a lot of people really throw quite like I do. There's uh, one called the wad. It's just a. Yeah, and I guess that's what I do. He's a I, mean, I got a certain way I wad it up, but it's uh, yeah, that's what I've always done. And I, you know, I play with a lot of people who's never played before, and I tell them they're like, you know, how should I hold it? And I'm like, it's not the ideal way to throw. You know, if I if I went back from day one, how I throw is not how I would hold the bag. But I'm so used to it now. Yeah, it's what I do, but. Well, you guys, you guys both have two very unique shots. We'll start with Clayton. Clayton, when you throw, you get pretty low to the ground. Like you used to get a lot lower than you do now. I think. Uh, in fact, I've got a picture of you from Max Prairie Wings. Uh, years after you guys played your first one, it was uh, I don't know, probably 2013 or something. You were so low to the ground in this shot that I've got the guy you're standing next to. Your your shoulder is at his waist. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because there's a lot of wind out there. I don't know if it was because of that, or is that how you used to throw? You still kind of get low, but you don't get that low. But Yeah, I don't dip down as much as I used to. It's kind of... Getting too hard on the old frame? Yeah, the knees. Know, yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, it, it, it's always kind of worked for me. It's just something I, I started. You know, it's, it's one of those things. No one told me how I should play the game or shouldn't play the game. It's just one of those, you, hey, take this bag and do what you can to get it on that border in that hole. And I did. I just started doing what felt comfortable with me, and just that dip down. I had a motion that I felt I could repeat and be repeating again, and it's always worked for me. So it's just you know I don't do it as much anymore. It's a lot of the aim. You know, it depends on the board. Playing on new boards, uh, you know, with the slickness and stuff, you gotta get a little create a little more arch and stuff. So I'm trying to I try to change my game based on you know what kind of boards you play on. But I've just kind of always done that. And Briar, yours is uh, extremely unique. Um, <laughs> You know, so when you shoot basketball on a free throw, you, you want to have a repeated motion, meaning you always want to have the same shot. And I always tell Bago, people that are starting the first time, however you, if you've ever shot a basketball free throw, that's how you should shoot um, and try to have a repeated motion. But 
your your shot is one of the unique uh, most unique ones i've ever seen so you you're almost like a walking shot like you almost don't even get set you just like step into your shot and throw you got a huge arc with a high finish which is great your left hand ends up all the way up here by the side of your head which is like i've never seen something like that so my question to you is do you does have you found is, does your shot is it always the same is it kind of like a set player would you know maybe sit here and, and just do oh, that no. No, it's not. No, my ranges like when I'm actually practicing or warming up or anything like that, it looks a lot different than when I start playing. Uh, I don't know. It just sometimes I do a lot of different stuff. I guess it just whatever. If something's not working, I can switch to something else. Mm -hmm. I like when I start throwing highs. Usually when I'm starting to get really in rhythm, because my normal throw, like when I'm feeling like I'm doing pretty good, is more of a. It's not low, but it's more of a line drive compared to the real high shot. When the high shot starts coming, that's because I'm. I'm feeling real comfortable. It's a, yeah, it's a. I played with him. I played with you for a lot of years, and it's a. Once he starts getting that, that little oomph and that little little higher on the shot, that it, that, that just means his confidence level is going up. He's, he's starting to starting to feel it. And he's comfortable to, mm -hmm. to throw that shot. You know. So even when you're doing that, let's say that let's say let's say you're throwing uh, the your high shot and you're feeling confident. All right, this bag you throw right here. Your next shot. Do you think that your rhythm? And your footwork is the exact same every time, or does it change a little bit? Oh yeah, when, well, I mean, once I'm, whatever way I'm throwing, I, I try, I'm trying to do it the same way. But I mean, sometimes, I don't know. Like I said, when I get in a groove, I start, I get a lot of emotions going mm -hmm. when I'm playing and stuff. So, it, it, it varies. And I look, getting ready for this interview, I, I look back at some of the video from from years past, and I noticed, uh, I think specifically the one from last year, we have the caddies out there, and some people some people don't like them, some people feel like they get in the way. I like them because they hold your drinks and bags, but I like to put my bags down, and I only want one bag in my hand. What I noticed about you is you got every bag in your left hand. Is that is that how you do it? Like yeah, just uh, yeah, I do that twenty four seven. Okay, That's, I just started out that way, and. It's worked ever since. I don't know. It, it's a balance, I think. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times I could throw three out of four, but then that fourth one, I'll actually miss sometimes because I don't have another bag. Yeah. I don't know why I do it that way, but it's it's always worked. And plus, it's a, I'm a rhythm. I, I come from a basketball background and stuff. Okay. So it's a rhythm thing. I like to be able to throw quick. I don't want to be able to, you know, pick my bag up and then re reset. I like – I can do it with my feet unset and all that stuff. I just like to be in a, a straight rhythm motion. Okay. How, um, how often do you guys practice or play? I mean, Clayton, you were saying that, you know, now that you've moved, that you're not playing as much. You're living in West Texas, right? Yeah, I'm in the Dallas area right now, yeah. So are you do you play a lot, or, or, or do you just uh, – is it kind of seasonal for you? Yeah, mostly mostly seasonal. You know, uh, uh, during the summer, you know, it's, it's hot down there, so we'll, we'll go to the pool a lot on the weekends during the summer. Maybe maybe on a Saturday there at the pool I'll bring it out. But a, lo a lot of it is just – you know, when, I, when we were living here, it was every weekend there was little backyard tournaments, all that stuff, and I think that's what made us good when we were younger. But now I just, you know, I don't play much, and if I do, I set it up and play a few games with guys and then kind of just let them have it. I, don't, I really don't I don't throw very often at all. I mean, I think before state, I was talking to him a week before last year's state tournament, and I, I told him, I was like, hey, I got some boards. I, it's a week before, and I got out here to play. And... uh that was the first time I think I'd thrown in like eight months, you know, before that. So same here. I don't I mean when I was younger it was every day, all day and stuff like that and nowadays my more of my our preparation anymore is like mental because physical we feel like we can just I mean, it you definitely want to practice. It doesn't mean like not practice or anything, but 
like yeah, I went uh, pretty sure seven months or something like that prior to state. So when we went in, I mean, we was confident in beating anybody, but you go in, you ain't had that much practice. You're thinking in your head like, okay, but it's not going to go that well. But it's got a good practice in Friday night, and we started throwing really early Saturday morning. But for like seven months, that was the first time we had thrown, and then we came out and got in rhythm. So, like, all right, so we have the uh, Oakland um, uh, Bagel State Championship coming up in three weeks. Uh, like, tell me what that's going to be like for you guys. Like, what at what point do you, like, really start trying to turn it on? Or is it going to be oh, just I'll be like doing the week it four? starting now. Like, yeah. we uh, usually working on the road and stuff, I didn't do it that much. But I'm, I'm going to be home for a little while. So, yeah, I'll be playing every day for here on out. Yeah, I mean, for me, back home, you know, I'm busy. I'm I'm a full-time college student as well as working full-time, so it's just it'll be you know every few weeks on a weekend day I might get a might get a few games in, you know that's that's gonna be about it. I probably no no hardcore preparation or anything else. What's the most you guys have ever made in a row? Do you know? I saw you uh, Briar the other night. I think you said that you had thrown like 31 or 34 in or something like that. 21 or 24. I had a, a spell okay. check on that one. I missed it. <laughs> Went 21 or 24, but. Uh, I think, like, the most in a row has been 15. Okay. So yeah, me, me, I don't. 17? 17. 17. Apparently, I did 17 one, huh? <laughs> Yes. <you did. laughs> me, I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the statistician that Briar is, so I don't, I don't try to keep up with it. And no more than I practice, I don't keep up with it. You know, I, I try to keep up with wins, mostly. I just – I, I want to win. That's all I care yeah. about, so. So, uh, again, today we're in, in Pocahontas, uh, Arkansas, at the uh, Moose Lodge, and uh, it's about 20 miles or less from the Missouri border. As I mentioned, uh, Clayton, you came in from West Texas to meet with us, and definitely appreciate you coming up. I know you wanted to come back home. But we discussed possibly meeting halfway, meeting you, um, but it really felt like you guys wanted to do it here, which is cool with me. But does, I mean, does Pocahontas mean a lot to you guys? Is this, I mean, obviously you grew up here. Yeah, I mean, I was... Uh... I went to school in Walnut Ridge, which is only, you know, 15 miles from here. Grew up there. Briar went to Holland. Yeah, rival school. You know, so yeah. when Bagel was introduced to us, or at least to me, when we got serious and we, we met each other, was here in Pocahontas. And it was that, that's where we met each other. It's where we started playing seriously, started playing Bagel. And that's where, you know, the, the, the game's huge here. And it's, it's something I don't think a lot of people understand unless they come here and see it. The, the, the competition that's in this area the people in this area, they take it serious. You know, you, you just go to a random backyard tournament around here, and it's, it's just as good as any Final Four we've ever probably oh, played yeah. in. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of competition, and it's and that's what we love about it. It's what, it's what built us and made us as good as we are. It's the competition and the stuff we get to experience around this area. So, yeah, this will always mean a lot to us. Yeah, and then, like, when we're going to state and stuff, we're bringing 10 to 12 teams almost every time, too. Now, when we play around here, everybody hates each other, but up there, as soon as one drops out, they're on board with whoever's left, and that's why we get kind of the fan base and stuff we do. <laughs> yeah, when you guys show up, I mean, definitely, you guys are definitely representing Pocahontas, and I mean, I, I hear you guys talk about that, so that's why I was just curious, you know, if, if this is just a really special place you guys. I've never been here. It's really pretty up here. Um, and we're kind of sitting in a, a like a half outdoor natural area. Yeah, I hear the birds. You can hear too. a bird in the background, yeah, but it's, it's such a beautiful day up here. And, uh, but yeah, you guys mentioned um, when you come, you don't come alone. You guys, you guys have like a little caravan that comes with you. So are you guys, to, to drive to Hot Springs from here is what, about three hours? Yeah, three, three yeah, and a half. Three, yep. So do you guys all drive separately or y'all rent a big van <laughs> coming well, down? No, everybody kind of comes is like, 
you don't ever know who's really coming. It, once Stay gets posted on social media, then everybody kind of makes their mind up whether they're going or not. Like me and Clayton, he comes from wherever he's coming from, and then I come from somewhere else. We meet up, we get hotel rooms, and then everybody, it, it's pretty cool because you'll get like someone already there, and then people just start rolling in. So then the whole hotel parking lot turns into a turns into a party. We get a lot of uh, bad complaints from from the neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, last year, uh, you know, you guys had had quite a following, and the cool thing about y'all's following is that, um, and, and not just with you guys, but I assume that this would have been the same. All all your crew stuck around and watched you guys, and was really pulling pulling you guys, you know, pulling for you, and probably pull, helping pull you through. Um, and you know, it's it's the setting that we're in uh, at Oakline is, you know, it, they've got a casino, it's a resort. And they, you know, there's horses running. So it would have been very easy for your guys to, you know, if they lost early, to just say, hey, I'm going to go watch the horses run, which, you know, you can still see it from the from the infield. But they stuck around and, and you know, watched you guys and really cheered for you stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of a lot of groups would, would actually probably do that. Oh, yeah, no. they might come back for your final game, obviously, but yeah. I mean, they were in every game for you guys. Yeah, most people don't. But, we, like I said, we all got each other's back. A lot of other teams don't like it. They – they hate it actually, but for me it's opposite. If 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 we didn't have the following, so if it was just me and him and nobody was rooting for us, and we had people rooting against us, I think it actually played better. Like I don't, I know some people use that like we, like a, a, a bad gesture, I guess. But yeah, it's 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 well, people people just it's it's hard to explain really. People people don't understand that the the guys around here how much. Bag on like means to people. It's it's a it's a way of life for most of us now. You know, we grew up with it. Yeah, it's more we like did. NBA and NFL than to a lot of people. It's more like golf, a lot quieter and stuff like that. To us, we get loud and like I said, we'll, a lot of people around here fist fight out here playing there. But then we go there and we're all best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna take a break for a minute and uh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about uh, last year's Oakland tournament and we're gonna talk about this year's, which. Um, I'm going to mention real quick. It's coming up on April 4th, and uh, so if uh, if you're listening to the podcast, um, come out, join us for a live day of racing and gaming. We have huge cash payouts. This is a 2020 Arkansas Bagel State Championship at Racing Casino at uh, Oaklawn Racing Casino and Resort. Uh, the tournament is going to be held on April 4th, 2020, and uh, we're going to register the day of 11 to 12 o'clock. Tournament usually tries to start about 12:30. It is a double elimination tournament. And um, t- the uh, amount of teams sometimes varies. Sometimes we have 50 teams. We have had up to 128 before. Um, again, it's 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 on the infield, so you get to sit there and, and see all the horses run around you. It's pretty cool. It's very it's a very neat setting. Uh, $3,000 cash and prizes up for gra- grabs. It's $50 for your two-person teams. You must be 18 or older to enter. We'll come right back with Ryer and Clayton. Throughout the podcast, you've heard us talk about the Arkansas Bagel State Championship coming up on April 4th, 2020. $50 gets your team entered into the tournament. There's no experience required. You do not have to be a resident of Arkansas. Over $3,000 cash and prizes are up for grabs in this double elimination style tournament. We would love for you to join us on April 4th, 2020 at Oakland Racing Casino and Resort, where they now have over 1,500 slot games, table games, and sports wagering in the all-new 28,000 square foot gaming space. Now let's get back to episode three. All right, we are back with Clayton and Briar, Team Mohawk. So we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about last year and uh, how you guys just kind of reappeared 
So uh, in the break, we were just sitting here talking, and, and Briar, you mentioned that you know I, we don't see you at every tournament. Is that is it just work related, or because uh, like you uh, you guys didn't come and play in our national championship this last year? Um, you, you know you, you don't do every tournament like a lot of guys. A lot of guys are going to every single tournament. Is there a reason behind that, or do you guys just is it schedules, or do you just kind of want to keep it exclusive to showing up and just mop, mopping the floor with people, or what? No, no, it, it's literally it was work related. Yeah. I, I try to make them as much as I can. Now, the the main two is nationals and state for me. That's the only ones I really know about. So I don't really venture out much. I mean, those are, those are the ones I try to make. And if, like the last few years, I haven't been able to, mm-hmm. hopefully in the future I'll be going to all of them. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, I, you know, I'd like to play as many as possible. I, 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 I want to see the this, this sport grow and play as many as possible, obviously, and just add some more to our list. But – you know, when Briar, he's been working on the road and stuff like that, so he can't always make them. And I've, you know, I've played a few years. I played with uh, Jared but a couple of years ago. I think we got fourth in state and then ended up getting fourth in nationals that year. I played with Paul one year. And, you know, Kevin, I, I, I played with Kevin, too. I played with Kevin one year, you know, and we th- we've done decent. But it's, it's you know, we've played together for so long, so if he's not there, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same drive and the same passion I have for the game. So it's. When he when he's on the road, it kind of it really makes things hard to, to show up to all these tournaments. You, you you can definitely tell. We were also talking in the break about just uh, how much bagels are actually being played up here. I mean, right now in the background, we've got uh, a group of guys playing, and you can hear the, the bags hitting the boards. And um, you know, you guys are obviously throwing a lot of bags up here. You said as soon as this uh, you know interview's over, you guys are going to go out here and play with these guys, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we we'll get a little money tournament going. <laughs> Yeah, we're always looking for these backyard tournaments, and that's that's what we love about it up here. Because the tournaments up here is, you know, people think it's just just a few people playing bags, but people take it so serious, you know. And that's what we love about it. That's what drove our passion. I think that's why we we're able to play so good under pressure when we go to these big tournaments because what we what we practice with here. So let's say that uh, let's say that there's a tournament you guys are going to go to. Um, obviously, um, Oakland starts at around noon each year. But is there, you know? Do you guys have any? We talked about your your preparation, but uh, you guys got any like uh, uh, superstitions? Like, do you, uh, you got a certain meal you want to eat or anything like that or anything? <laughs> Something no, you wear? Usually, uh, we have a fun night the night before. Try to go to bed early, but it usually doesn't happen. Uh, so our, our preparation is a lot different than a lot of people. We're supposed to get a good night's rest and not do too much uh, pregame festivities, but we usually do. Uh, other than that, that's that's about it. Yeah, for, I mean, for us, it's a, it's a more we look at it more mental than anything. Just being mentally prepared and you know fired up and motivated going to the tournaments. And it's you know, like I said, we, we, we the nights before the tournaments, we try we try to keep it keep it calm and just you know maybe get a little practice in. You know that don't always work out for us. You know sometimes we stay up a little later and don't get the sleep we'd like to. But we as long as we're, we're mentally ready and we're on, we, yeah. we're able to talk to each other. It's it's just a connection we have that we're able to show up and you know play well in these tournaments so last year at Oakland you guys you guys uh ended up winning we'll go over that here in a second but you won fifteen hundred dollars to between the two of you what, what did you guys do anything special or you just pay some bills or actually yeah I did pay some bills with that yeah I mean afterwards we went out to eat you know oh, yeah of course we were you know we weren't tied on our money going out to eat and having a few drinks and stuff like that um you know, for me, it paid, you know, coming from Dallas, so I was, I was staying in a hotel for two nights mm-hmm. and paying for gas, so it was nice getting to come in, have a good time, play a little bag and pay for my 
pay for my trip in and my travel and come home with just a couple you got of, the vacation couple, for free basically all right a little That's vacation nice. or a couple hundred bucks to spare when i get home so so you, you talked about you guys went out to eat is it is that like if, if you guys were to win again this year i mean what does a celebration not look like for you, you guys oh, just going out this or? year this year will be some champagne popping and whatever we got <laughs> we plan on both blowing yeah, we're gonna have a good time. I might put it all on uh, on red on some roulette. And <laughs> yeah. See if I can't see if I can't double my money. <laughs> I was wondering if you uh, if you guys gave any money back uh, on your way out the door or not. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big gambler normally. I'm not big enough to too tight on my money for that. But you know, we we playing these enough, and it, it's you know I'm, we're all out on our money right now. So if we we went a little, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past myself to we're go out there and gamble a little bit or. Something Especially because like if we win this year, that's back to back, and I know that's hard to do. It's very and hard. It's it's no 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 trash talking. I do feel like we can do it. Uh, I mean, and we could just as easily lose in the first two games too, go zero and two. But but yeah, if we can pull it back to back off, we're, we're probably gonna have a pretty good celebration. Yeah. I'm not a shot to Facebook, by the way, so y'all be seeing it. <laughs> so uh, so much of tournaments are, are your draw that you get. I mean, it, you know, you could. You guys could literally match up against, um, you know, one of the best teams out there in the very first time because we we don't see teams. Some people have said that we should, maybe we should. I don't know. It's it's, it's hard. Like you know, you guys show up. I know who you are. And, and if if we get another team that shows up, I may know who they are. But the the state championship and, and our national championship that we do that's open to anybody that really wants to come. In fact, you don't have to be a state uh, resident of, of Arkansas. I mean, we you know you could come up from Louisiana. Missouri, Texas, whatever, and and play and win it. So I mean, you know, anybody could win. So that that's the hard thing is that you don't always know who you guys are matching up against. Um, but a lot of it has to do a lot. Of, there's a lot of luck. But um, we'll go over last year's uh, tournament with you guys. Um, well, I'm gonna start actually by by asking you, what 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 kind of a is there a loss that hangs in your head that we you wish you could have back? Oh uh, yeah, actually. Last year, I know we won last year, but uh, I feel like you come out of the winner's bracket, you you be in the game, the first game, because the losers, they get they get two games to play, and especially playing the team we played last year, it's one of the hottest teams you will ever see in your life, and when, when you lose game one to them, you give them the momentum. Momentum's not in our possession no more. So, to me, I mean, losing last year, that, that was one of the biggest ones. I, I felt like we should have won game one, got through that, and got out of Dodge because we got played around too long. And you don't play with a team like that. Yeah, I agree. It's We we made it through the whole tournament. And we You know, that's something we, we try to do every every matchup we have is we want to get out to a hot start, win game one. And it takes all the pressure off us and allows us to play better. And that was we hadn't lost all day in any any you know, matchup play, and that was the first the first game we lost, and we we knew like, wow, that puts us in a hole. We're gonna have to come back and win two straight, but luckily we were able to overcome it and come back and win. Yeah, let's let's go over that. So you guys, uh, let's see, um, you guys at the 2019 Arkansas Bago State Championship, you guys came out pretty hot. Okay, so round one, you guys won 21 to nine. Round two, 21 to eight. Round three, 21 to five. Round four, 21 to 14. So on the three rounds, nobody scored over 10 on you. Then you you, you went 21 14. Round five, 21 to 12 versus Reed Oaks. So right there, you guys put out the defending national champion into the losers bracket. So you guys are probably feeling pretty good right then. Oh yeah. Uh, t- to me, it started in uh, the game previous to that, the one we won 21 to 14. Uh, me and him, we got off to a great start. We won every game. You know, 
not saying easy because no team's easy anymore, but we had had some games. I didn't feel like we was playing top notch. Like I said, we won 21-8, I think the first two games, or 21-7, whatever. But uh, the game, the first game we went 21-14, we were actually down 14-3 to start that off. I think it was against uh, Slide and Dirty. Or, yeah, something yeah. sounds better. And right. uh, we was down 14-3. Uh, uh, and we wasn't really not on target. Just everything was bouncing off the board onto the ground. So then we dialed in a little bit. Me and him, we got a weird connection. We could look at each other and tell when stuff's going to get locked in. We went on an 18-0 run, 121-14. Wow. And that's when I knew that we got a shot at actually winning this thing. Because we ain't played in so long together at these big ones. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the that was the tall tale sign that, hey, we can, go, we can go do this. Well, you guys get to round six, and in the semis you play ETB, which is the English T-Baggers. Uh, they're a known team around here. You win 21-14. So now you've beaten pretty much all the stiff competition. You're sitting at 6-0, and and you're in the championship game. All you need is one, one win, and the tournament's over, kind of like you talked about a minute ago. But out of the loser's bracket comes Reed Oaks, who you've already played and beaten once on the day. They're the defending uh, national champions. All you need is one win, but you guys lose 21-12. to At that point, your back's up against the wall. Next game wins. What, do you, how, what kind of pressure is that? Uh, there's a lot of pressure because you go it, it, it screws the whole mental part of it up because now you know you lose your out. Been doing good the whole day, and that's just how these tournaments work. So we get into it, and I think the biggest throw of the game – if you watch the video, uh, Oaks has all kinds of points available to score on him. If, he, if, if Clayton throws the bag and takes some of his in, we lose that game. He threw it in the dirt, threw it to me. They got one point, and to me that, that changed the whole deal. Kept it within reach. Yeah, like you said, they won that first game. That's the first game we lost all day. And it's, you know, like Briar mentioned, we have a, a type of connection that's, you know, I'm not going to try to explain right now, but it's it's – it's something we can just look each other and know that hey, we we've got to kick this in another gear, and we and we've got to we've got to straighten up, and that's something we're we've been so successful over the years. It's just hey, this, now's go time. We we, yep. we can't we can't we got to quit messing around, and it's got to be now. There's not there's not a throw we can not one more throw we can let go by, not anything, and we're able to do that. And a lot of it just comes from. I think in that in that finals in that second game we knew that we talked to each other and we said hey this 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 got to be it right oh, now yeah. we got we got to get straight and it's one of those things is we we pride ourselves on that on that first every throw we have that first bag being in the hole you know it, it sets the tone you know it gets another person you're throwing in his head if you can get that first bag in the hole it means everything and that's something we were able to do and just battle through and we're able to come back and get those next two games keep chipping away and like. Like I had to, in my mind, I was thinking we got to jumpstart something because everything was dull. We got the fans around watching us, all that stuff. Everybody's quiet. So I think I went on like a streak of throwing nine straight in the hole. If I'm not mistaken, I've watched it a thousand times. <laughs> I think Reed still outscored me somehow. But uh, cause, I mean, that dude's insane. But I, I sparked everything. Crowd got back into it. Yeah. Clayton's my closer. He went off. Yeah, that he, he, Best closer in the game right there. Yeah, that was something that, you know, I know Briar, he's going to be, when the competition's there, I know Briar's going to be right there with him. And he can play with, he's, he's when he's hot, he's the best bag of player I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's something that, you know, we've had tournaments where I'll carry him, he'll carry me. But when he's on, he's the best bag of player. But I tell you what, Reed, that game, Reed was on. and But Briar was on and able to hold him the whole game. So I knew, I realized how this game was going. I was like, well, you know, pressure's on me. I got I to gotta beat my guy. You know, I, I realize he's doing everything he can, throwing great. You know, I've got to I've got to 
you know, point him away. I've got to get at least, I got to score every time I throw, at least get a point. And we were able to do that, and, you know, it worked out for us pretty well. Yeah, the, the final match that, that we're talking about, it'll be playing right now on the uh, YouTube version of the podcast, but you guys get down early, 8-4, to four, and then Briar uh, drops 5, and you pull up 9-8. to eight. And the next five rounds, you guys outscore them 10 to 2. So you're up 19 to 10 at that point, And you only need two points for the win. Then at that point, uh, Neil takes three from Breyer. It's now 19 to 13. Next round, Clayton scores one, and now it's 20 to 13. But all you guys need was one point at, at that point after Clayton had scored one. Um, but as you, you were talking about, Neil was pretty hot. He dropped seven on you. Yep, seven. He scored yeah. seven on me. Uh, he threw all four in the hole. So he dropped, he dropped seven, throwing all four in a hole. Uh, I had a bad round. He got me. He wins the head-to-head battle there, too. Uh, but I felt confident because, like I said, that makes it 20-20. to 20, But there was nothing else. He could not win that game. Uh, I put five on the board. So seven and five, he gets, gets, gets his points or whatever. And uh, then it was all on Clayton. Yeah. And, and based on how this game was going, I, I could tell how it was. The way, the way him and Reed were throwing, it was – No, I didn't want it back. Out. I didn't want it back. And yeah. I consider myself – I'll play with anybody in the world. And I consider myself a great closer, but that, that's that's the time Clayton he's got to take that one. Yeah, I had all the confidence in Briar, but it was uh, it was definitely one of those games where I mean Reed's Reed's on this game, and it was one of those that you know I've, I've been able to get get some points on Oates so far throughout the game, and get you know whether it was just one or two, I knew I was I had the confidence that I could I could, I could do that, and I could match up with him throw for throw, and. Uh, when Briar did that, he, he had me a little nervous there for a little bit. But when I counted them, I said it was seven. That's 20. And, yeah, you know, I was relieved. And then I immediately went from relieved, like, don't let that take over, and immediately switched into, like, okay, I, I've got to do – we've got to do this right here. Like, this is this has got to be it. And then I think that next throw, I didn't make the first bag. No, no, no. What you did is it, I, I changed my mind on the biggest throw of the game because it wasn't the first one. <laughs> Actually – Oaks puts one right in front of the hole, like perfect throw. You could, I mean, if anybody's scripting it, I mean, that's, that's what you do. You throw it right in front of the hole, put the pressure on. Instead of Clayton trying to throw over it, like something I would do, yeah. he takes both of them. So now, the, yeah. so, now, so now the now the board's clear. And then yeah. Oaks misses, Clayton makes it, and then, that, then the rest was history. Yeah. Yeah, Clayton put two, on, uh, two in and two off. Uh, Michael put one in, one on, and two off. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing that you guys were able to to hang on because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you guys are one point away at 20 to 13. You need one point. They creep back in. Now it's 20 to 20. And some people, you know, a lot of doubt would be creeping in your mind. I mean, I, I see that in sports, you know. I mean, uh, my favorite, you know, college basketball team is notorious for – you know, let the team get back yeah. in on them, you know, and, and then you just see it coming from a mile away. You're like, oh, we're, we're already going to lose this game. But so you guys, you guys take them down. Team Mohawk wins it. So 12 years later, right, you win your second state championship. What was that like for it to to all come back around again? Because you guys, you guys hadn't won any in between and so there's just such a long drought there but how, what was it like to win your second it was i mean was it as good as your first was it better oh, yeah no it was to me it was better because i was a kid at the first one and then and i think it helps make us better too because we went through the spell you know where we've actually been to four finals actually been in four total state championship finals uh but uh you know we were younger so our mental part of our game, we always thought was good. We always, always thought we were closers. But when you're young, 
losses hurt different. Everything, everything's a lot different because I mean you're kids. So mm-hmm. now that we're adults, we've actually not even what this is our second one we've played together since we've been since I've been past 21 years old. Yeah. So I think like our mental part of our game is better than it ever has been. I think our physical part of the game is as good as it ever has been. Uh, things worked out. He says it's our second time to play with each other since you know I've been older than 21. Uh, but yeah, it, it feels it feels real good. It feels as good as it ever has. Yeah, and I, I would say that 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 tournament one oh seven was like I said, I was mentioning earlier was you know some of the best competition we've ever had. And, oh, yeah. and, and some of that may may you know I can't I don't remember exact bags that were made or you know the exact throws that happened. But I, I know. Sorry, I think Briar. I think Briar remembers them for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he may be remembering remember a, little, a little better than me, but I, I just said that competition that one was unreal. But this last year, just the fact that going into it, we know we haven't played in all these tournaments. We know we've had some time off. You know, he's been gone. We've kind of we don't practice a lot. We just kind of you know we still have that passion, that drive to play, and that 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 competitive edge that we have. And we'll talk to each other over the phone, you know, not even playing. We, hey, are you throwing him months? No, me either. Well, we're still talking back out, though. Yeah. We, we have this 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 connection that, you know, it, I, I can't explain. And it's it's something that we talked about. You know, how cool would that be if we won this? You know, all, all the success we've had. And how cool would that be if we could show up and just the first one state tournament we played in in a while together, you know, because all these times we've had to miss. And then the fact that we to come to show up and be able to do that was, you know, it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I can't explain it. And and the the kicker is everybody that because a lot of people don't know us anymore. You got all these new teams playing. We was in a prime early, but we're we actually wasn't because I think we're we're entering our prime. I think this is like a good 10, 12 year plan. This like I'll give my shout out Reed Oaks. They're the best team in the game right now. If you're ranking teams, they they go to everything. I mean they they've been dominating. Best team, but Mohawks coming. I want that to be known. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you guys, when I asked you uh, your uh, a loss that hangs over your head, you mentioned game one. What would a sweep have meant to you guys if you guys could have went seven and zero? It's just it's what you're supposed to do when, when you come out of the winners bracket because you because it's too especially a team like that. You're not playing best of three or anything, so you're not getting like an, another shot at it. And a team that hot, a team that good. You let them win, it gives them the confidence, and you've seen how it went. They, they about won the game. But, yeah, if, if you just – that, it would have been nice to go undefeated, icing on the cake, get the job done early, go home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for us it was – you know, when we come in and we haven't, we haven't lost all day going into that, it's, it's something we pride ourselves in. You know, we, we take pride in the, after, after the day, no matter what tournament it is we play in, we go back and we look at what was our overall record. You know, it's not – yeah, we might have won the tournament, but we – we look at those every best two out of three games, and we try to look at you know what what we did, because we know, yeah, it might have worked out for us this time, but not every time. Is that is that going to be a difference maker? So we know how much those little games, whether it's we lost one, but we won the two out of three, we know how easily those can slip away, and like it almost did there in the final. I mean, 2020, you couldn't have, you couldn't have dreamt up a better a better finals than that, really. Well, it's it's interesting that you guys say that that was your the the loss that hangs over your head because. When I interviewed Neil and Michael, this is what they had to say. This past uh, state championship, yeah, I knew you was gonna say that. We uh, we played uh, twice, you know, against the team that was undefeated. We beat them the first time, and then the second game, uh, very very close. Uh, I think we were down 15 to 20, and, and I scored five. 13 to 20. Tied up at 20, and I feel like I left 
a point on the board. I really didn't know what the score was at that time, and, you know, so that that kind of kind of haunts me there. So uh, that's mine. Yeah, I agree with Neil on that one. That was that was a tough loss. So it's interesting. You guys say that your the loss that hangs in your head is the one that you lost to them, and they're saying the exact same. So it's pretty cut. It's pretty cool, and it will. I think it will set up for what could be a, a good matchup this year. Um, it, it's interesting because a lot of times the champion actually comes out of the loser's bracket. The majority of the tournaments that we run and that we see, the majority of the time the winner comes out because winner's bracket guys kind of, you know, they'll, you, you may, you're not going to play as many games as they will in the loser's bracket. So they'll get a few extra games in on you. They'll come out hot. And, um, I mean, it's just it's weird. It, it happens almost every single year. So you guys actually kind of broke a, a trend that we were seeing that the losers were going to come out and win. And, actually, you know, they, they did come out and beat you guys the first game. And that's what, you know, I, I remember watching you guys, and I thought, this is going to happen again. And it just, it's it's weird how it happens. But you guys were definitely able to, to buck that. Um, one-on-one, you guys, who who's going to win out of, let's say, the best out of seven, who's going to win? Seven games? Yeah. Uh, if you could somehow split that in half to, like, three and a half, that's how it works. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it alternates. Honestly, it, it depends on the day. You know, uh, you know, if you if you ask a lot of people to go to these tournaments, they're going to say Briar. And if you ask me, I'll tell you Briar is the best Mario player I've ever seen because he is. And a lot of that – you know, we and that's something we as a team. Two different styles. It's two different styles of play, and that's something we pride ourselves to as a team because we there's certain things we do individually that that makes us such a good team. You know, I don't. You know, you watch Briar throw and he can just get on fire and just speed lights out, and it's spectacular to watch. It's just just stuff you couldn't dream of, and it. But it's. You know, there's times also where I get my confidence high and I'm I'm, I'm throwing well, and I you know I like the. Briar's a right in the hole, high arcing, right in the hole kind of throwing guy. I'm I'm more of a slider. I like to I like to throw a blocker up there. I like to throw him right in front of the hole and mess with people and that, and that's what I do. I like to I like to play my game based on my my opponent, and that's what I do a lot. And that's just kind of how I play. And that, but I think our our styles combined makes us such a great team. But yeah, it's, I mean, it, it really depends on the day. I think, but you know, I give Briar the edge most days. But you know. Hey, but I'm never, I'm never scared of a challenge either. <laughs> we'll be playing after this. Uh, best way to describe it: if you could teammate uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady together, <laughs> completely different styles, but that's that's the way it is, right there. With the best ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, definitely appreciate you guys meeting with me today. Do you, do you got any, uh, anything else for us? Any closing remarks? Want to give a shout out to anybody or any, any? Do you want to throw any challenges out there? Oh uh, no, I uh, just appreciate you having us on here. Like I said. Reed Oaks, all these good teams, y'all been around long enough. We're coming for everybody. We are coming from everybody. And the biggest shout-out I want to give is to GNT, one of the best teams I've ever faced. They don't get a lot of hype anymore. GNT, badass team. Yeah, that, and I'll, I'll build off that. Yeah, GNT, they're one of those teams that they were there from one of the first tournaments. We, they were the first, the first, you know, I guess, I guess you say rival we met. You know, they, they were a team that, they were at the top of their game when we were, when we are young, and they, they've seen us over the years. And so, yeah, that's a great team. I love those guys, a couple of good guys, you know. But, yeah, I, just, I appreciate you having us on. It, it's, it's something that we want to we wanna be able to play more of these, you know, not just, not, just, not just, you know, showing up and then you don't hear from us for a few years. Like, we're – I'm hoping – We're uh, hungry. I'm hoping – yeah, we're hungry. We, we, we want to we wanna go to the next level, not just, you know – 
winning winning a tournament every now and then enough for us. So we're 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 here and we're we're hoping to make a lasting impression that that uh, no, the world's never seen before. Well, I've definitely enjoyed talking with you guys today. I think it's been a great interview. I'm, I'm ready to put it together and get it out there next week um, for everybody. This is a promo for the 2020 Arkansas Bagel State Championship at Oakline. Come out and compete versus uh, teams like Team Mohawk. See what you got. And uh, we're excited to see you guys compete for a repeat championship this year, guys. Um, again, it's uh, April 4th. It's at Oakland Racing Casino and Resort in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Huge payouts, uh, $3,000 cash and prizes up for grabs. Tournament will start 11 a.m. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, registration's at, from 11 to 12. Tournament should start around 1230. It's $50 for your two-person teams. Must be 18 years or older to compete. You can find all the info at bago.com, and uh, we will also post a link with our podcast here. Uh, to pre-register, all you really got to do is just send us your uh, team information and uh, just let us uh, have a good contact phone number for you and we'll put you down on our roster and we'll be expecting you that day otherwise you can come out and register that that day of we'll be out on the infield at oakland and uh, hopefully it'll be a great day of uh, racing and uh, we'll see some bag on we'll see if these guys can can uh, pull it off and, and uh, be a third time state champion so good luck to you guys and uh, enjoy we'll uh, be looking forward to seeing you here in a few weeks hey w- one last thing has anybody ever won it three times state championship because i've done the math and i don't think nobody has i don't think so consecutively i, I know uh i think english teabaggers won at least twice it, two, uh, two. They went back to back. It's, it's on your trophy yeah, yeah. Tra- travis has won back twice to- yeah so we'll yeah. see. So Maybe no, we'll you guys, history. you guys could definitely be the first. In fact, uh, our our um, national championship that we have, we had never had a repeat winner until this last year, and we've been doing it for seven or eight years. So um, it's very hard to do. I mean, you know, I hope you guys can. Man, you guys are a fun team to watch, and uh, you know, we'll be wishing you luck. So we'll see you uh, here in a few weeks. Thank Pre- you very appreciate much. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you.